Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our GYST podcast, where we help you get your together. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to another edition of your favorite podcast, the GYST podcast. Fellas, what's it also known as? Get your shit together. All right. That was great. Ladies and gentlemen, we did something unique. Uh, we've Wait. heard from... Uh-huh. What the fuck are you talking about? What do you mean? When is my job? No, I know. I'm getting ready to intro you. <laughs> <laughs> we, we did something unique. Um, we've been hearing from you guys that you really like it when we do our adventure days or our challenges amongst ourselves. And so we decided to do just that. And we did a GYST challenge. And to kind of explain what we did, we're going to hand over the microphone to Mr. Kyle Reed. Kyle, why don't you fill us in on what we did? You damn right I'm going to fill us in. Fill y'all in. Uh, first I'm of all. You, by the way. <laughs> first of all, let's intro, man. I mean, I'm. you got Kyle Reed on the microphone. Ahmed Bardwaj on the mic. Uh, Kyle, <laughs> one, of your, one of your primary calls today. Uh, to my right, we got my man Glenn Rux here. And then, as always, as well, uh, Rohit Rahil. All right. So, this week's episode stemmed from something we did a while back. It was uh, an adventure day where we decided that um, months and months back, uh, it was almost a year ago. It's been a while. Oh, yeah. It's been a while. About a year. Since the original one? Yeah. Yeah. So, about a year ago, we decided to come up with an idea to have. Uh, the other members of the podcast go out on an adventure by themselves to experience some things. We all had a great time. We had good experiences, uh, unique experiences, we'll say, and came back and we discussed it on the podcast. We thought maybe we should do that again, um, but make it something a little bit smaller, something that could be done maybe after work and wouldn't consume an entire day. So we came with a bunch of ideas, wrote them all down on the whiteboard, put names in a hat, and we chose adventures or challenges, if you will, for each individual. The idea behind these adventures or challenges was to go into them alone without, say, a phone or a tablet or a laptop or any other uh, crutch that you would normally use to take out with you in public um, to consume your time and to, to occupy uh, whatever's going on in your mind. And really take in this new experience, something you haven't done before, something you wouldn't normally do, because this is chosen by another member of the podcast. Um, my particular adventure or challenge was chosen by a row hit. Uh, Glenn's was chosen by... Who, Glenn, who picked yours? I don't remember now. Kummel. Was it Kummel? Okay. Kummel. And row hit, yours was chosen... No. No, mine was, chosen, was chosen by Kummel. Because yours was chosen That's by Kummel. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. You got the Indians mixed up, bro. Glenn's so racist. What can I say? Glenn is so The young racist. ones. The young ones? The young ones. You're so ageist. I am. <laughs> so that's what... Eyes here. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so that's really what this episode is all about, is really um, taking a look at these challenges that we put in front of us and analyzing the experience versus the activity. There was... Every one of us were chosen to execute a, a task or an activity. Right. But really, we want to avoid talking about what the activity was and hone in on what our experience was with that activity um, and, and differentiate between the two. So 
I think with that um, little summary there for you guys, we're, we can kick this bad boy off. Who, which one of you gentlemen would like to go first? I'll go like first. Do you want to go, go first? All right. Yeah. So my, my challenge was to just go to a park and sit. Listen, experience, whatever. People watch. People watch. Um, it was kind of a, a, a different challenge for me because I don't really like going out anywhere. I like sitting at home. And um, it brought some different experiences out for me. Um, just sitting in a park, I felt uncomfortable. I, I could feel people as they're walking by, they'd glance over at this large white guy just sitting on a bench watching people walk by. Creep. Literally, and that's the Total first thing that came creep. to mind. Is it's, it's like, okay, they're, they're thinking negative thoughts about me. What the heck is going on? Why am I even here? Um, I could be comfortable at home or uncomfortable here. What am I going to do? I started pushing those negative thoughts out of my head. I, I really don't care what they think about me anyway. So why am I letting that um, cloud my experience? Mm -hmm. And it was kind of a beautiful day. It was just last Sunday at first. It was nice and sunny first thing in the morning. So I did have that nice sunshine right down on me. It was a little warm, but it was nice and clear. Where'd you go? What park? Wapato. Oh, nice. What what brought you to that? Convenience? What what did you it, think it's about? It's kind of a convenient, but it, it's also, I noticed it was a busy park that day. Okay. I was going to drive to several different parks, and I just noticed, hey, this one's close to home, and look, there's a lot of people there already. Nice. Uh, they were having a sunrise service out the, outside. Oh, really? So oh, was, Sunday. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, there was a local church doing a sunrise service. So, hmm. hey, cool. They were already Pagans? Well. <laughs> yeah, Pagans. I'm just kidding. Totally. I'm kidding. <laughs> totally, totally. Um, <laughs> But I didn't involve myself in their event. I sat off on a bench in the distance. I could see them having their service. I could see clouds rolling in after a while. But I didn't have any negative thoughts about what I was doing anymore. As soon as I let go of what I, what I envisioned someone else thinking about me, I felt the warmth of the sun. I, I felt the cool breeze bringing in those clouds. I was able to just clear my mind a little bit. Hmm. And sit and focus on what was around me rather than what's in my head. Hmm. The negative thoughts just disappeared. What negative thoughts? The the ones you're talking about? Yeah. What are people thinking about me yeah. right now? They're thinking I'm this kind of a creep. Um, they're going to call the cops. They're going to, you know, that, that sort of stuff. <laughs> I mean, that's the funny thing about it. You know, it's funny we think about it, but that's what happens. You know, you see people just call cops at the drop of a hat nowadays. Especially if there's kids well, in the park and there's a single white guy sitting there in the park. Uh, do you have a windowless van? Luckily, there's a police station right there. That's that's quite true. There's a police station right there. Um, so they didn't really have to go far. <laughs> but I, I found it quieting. Hmm. Relaxing. Almost serene in a way even though there was a lot going on there i could hear the buzzing of people talking i could hear the the, the the preacher out there doing his sermon it was just relaxing hmm. i didn't hear any of the words and i just experienced it it's nice. kind of hard to put into words other than just it's an experience and if any of you listeners have not 
tried that just sitting in a park, try it. It's kind of relaxing. <laughs> I might do it more often. Yeah. Just uh, again, if you start feeling negative thoughts, push them out. While you're there, you mean? Yeah. People hmm. start staring at you. Don't focus on them. Hmm. Is what really matters. Do they matter, or does your experience matter? Did you feed the ducks? No, I did not feed the ducks. I didn't take anything with me. I even left my cell phone in the car so it wouldn't be a temptation. Because I know the first thought in my mind would have been to pull out the phone, get on Facebook and do one of my epic rants. Oh, yeah. Those are good. Those are my favorite. Oh, yeah. Now that Kathleen Kennedy's out of Star Wars, I'm happy. So no rants for me for a while. Star Wars. Star Wars came up in this clip. I know. (laughs) But that's, that's kind of a... That's like that's the thing. I would have been ranting about something. I would have picked on something and just I would have lost time playing with my phone and not experienced what I what I felt out there. Yeah, it's something. Um, I think Rohit and I had discussed this before. You, you just you said lost time, right? And I mm-hmm. talk about how time is so finite. Mm-hmm. Why in the absolute fuck would you want to? do things that simply kill time. Mm-hmm. You only have so much of it. How come everything we do on a daily basis is to kill time? Things on your I'm not saying that a phone is not a useful tool. I, I've recently you know had that yeah. experience, right? On a couple few episodes back, I forgot like 114 or 113, 115. 115. Um uh, I had a serious experience with that. And I think that's when it came came to mind is there are so many productive things you can do with your time that add value to your life and others around you. Why in the fuck do we let things that simply just consume our time and provide no value to our lives invade our lives? It's 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 crazy, and I think maybe it's because people don't want to think, because negative thoughts creep in. Mm-hmm. How do we get rid of those? Occupy myself. Just stay busy. It's uh, it's crazy to think that, mm-hmm. but I guess it's easier said than done. Well, I kind of had one of those moments after that, because I, I went home as soon as it started raining. Yeah. Uh, Fairweather park sitter. That's right. <laughs> How long were you out there total, would you say? Maybe two and a half, three hours. Okay, good. Because if you said like ten minutes, I would like, <laughs> Glenn. Glenn, get back out there. <laughs> no, no. Two and a half, three hours, because the sermon ended long before I, I left. So, mm-hmm. um, But I got home that afternoon. I was going to watch um, the YouTube video or something. It, it was a presentation from Microsoft. Um, and I noticed similar situation. There's a lot of people at these events, but rather than experience that event and focus on their things, they have their cell phones out and they're videotaping Phil Spencer. They're literally looking at their phone. He's standing five feet away from them, and they're looking at their phone, getting the perfect angle. And they're they're not looking at him. They're not listening to him. Instead, they're just recording. They're making sure their phone is trained on him. So are they really experiencing anything, or are they just there to pass the time at that point? Hey, I was there. See, I got video of Phil Spencer. Yeah, but what did he say? Uh, I, I got video of him. I don't remember. Let's play this back. <laughs> so, people cheapen their, their experiences by bringing outside influence into it. It's true. 
Hmm. That's what I tried to avoid. Good. How did you feel after you got home? And and also to kind of piggyback off what, what Kyle just asked you, do you think also if it didn't rain, would you have stayed? Hmm. Did that play a factor? If it hadn't rained, I probably would have stayed a little bit longer, yeah. I had plans later in the day, so I know I would have had to eventually leave. But I know I would have stayed, I would have stayed a little longer. Is it because you had carved out that time specifically for this advice? I mean, for this activity? I had literally or only carved out one hour of my time. So you, just being <laughs> in that moment, you felt it was so valuable that you wanted to stick with it. Yeah. Wow. Literally. That's powerful right there. I was... Just in that moment, I didn't want to leave that moment because it actually did give me a nice clarity of mind. Hmm. Something you don't really get when you're sitting at home. you got negative influences from X, Y, or Z hitting you constantly. Oh, crap, i got to go to work. Or i got to cook a meal. This is going to take another hour. Hmm. Um, whatever, whatever the negative influence in your life is... Um, Finding a way to clear your head of that can actually be a nice breath of fresh air. Rather than just trying to escape it and have it hit you back like a wall again. Because <laughs> it sure as shit will. It's still sitting mm-hmm. there. Yeah. But That's I had tough. plenty of time to clear my head of it and get myself into a more positive state so I could deal with it afterwards. That's good. That's good. What about you, Kareem? Man, um... I, my, my activity was, uh, was chosen by real hit and it was to go on a photo shoot and print some photos. Now, a few months back, uh, real hit, uh, invited me to a seminar of his. So I had the pleasure of going to another, another one of the growing forward seminars. You mean like the one that's coming up on July 28th in Sumner, Washington? Very similar to that one that's coming up on July 28th in Sumner, Washington. Wait, where is it again? Uh, <laughs> Sumner, Washington. Sumner, Washington. Wow. It's not in Seattle, so you can come. Yeah. So it's on the 28th of 28th July. 28th of July. July, you say. Okay, yeah. awesome. What um, time again? Uh, more information is available at <laughs> rohithrohila.com. You can purchase tickets like at gfseminars.eventbrite.com Boom shagalaka. All right. Um, <laughs> Thanks, fellas. So at this, <laughs> we got you. At this particular event, um, I ended up attempting to take some photos. <laughs> attempting is, is the key word here. Um, I had used a DSLR in the past, so I was familiar with some of the settings, but not how to actually <clears throat> use it. So a lot of my photos came out of focus and uh, a bit blurry or the wrong objects were in the focus. So Rohit took it upon himself to send me on a photo shoot because he said, look, damn it, you got to figure out how to use this camera. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Um, so I, I took this challenge and I didn't really think too much of it going into it. I was like, oh, this is cool. I get to go take pictures. Awesome. Rohit uh, was gracious enough to lend me his photography equipment, his camera, a couple lenses, um, a, a reflector shade, uh, an extra flash, a tripod, a remote control, all kinds of stuff. So I had I had literally everything I needed to take all kinds of photos. 
and he even gave me uh, a crash course on how to use the camera, uh, aperture settings, shutter settings, things of that nature, right? So I had everything I needed. I didn't think about it going into it, how insecure I was about this particular, not necessarily photography, but an art form. I didn't know what I was doing and I felt that other people knew I didn't know what I was doing when I was taking pictures. Um, so when I brought stuff home, I didn't really con consider it much. Uh, I took a couple pictures with it. I was playing around with it at home in the house to figure out what does what, adjust lighting and focus and things like that. Um, and then when I went to go take pictures, it was um, after work on, I think it was either Thursday or Friday, I had to go up to Seattle to pick up my race packet for the rock and roll race that I did. And I said, you know what? I'm gonna take pictures here in this expo. All these people around, and I'm gonna go around Seattle, walk around and take some pictures. I brought the camera in, and every time I wanted to take the camera out of the bag to take a photo of something, I stopped myself because I was scared. Because I was afraid of what people would think about me taking pictures. Like, oh, is this guy a photographer? What is he doing? Why is he taking pictures? Is he taking pictures of us? Like, all these things race through my head as I'm in this expo at Wamu Theater to take a couple of photos. So every time I did it, I remember I unzipped the bag and I looked down and the lens was on the front side, the extra lens, and the camera was on the back side. I couldn't reach it. I was like, damn it. So I had to take this bag off, flip it around, but I had another backpack full of the stuff that I got at the expo on. It was like tangled up. So I'm in the middle of this expo with people around being goofy, situation this, situating this bag to get the camera in front. Because I was so insecure about this, I wanted it to be as inconspicuous as possible. So I literally flipped this bag around to get to the camera more, more, uh, like more streamlined, a little bit more simpler, so I could take a photo. Because that's how I felt about it because I felt like I didn't know what I was doing and others would notice that as well. So that was something that was huge for me. I hadn't even fucking considered that I would feel that way. I would see things that I would want to take a photo of and I'm like, oh, that would be a cool photo op. And then not knowing exactly how to execute it. You're there and you attempt to do something that doesn't know what you want. You try it again. You try it a couple more times. Then... You feel pressure. I felt pressure. And I didn't know exactly what to do. So a couple times I was like, okay, I'm going to move on to something else. Because I felt uncomfortable. Um, so after that, uh, I left the expo. I roamed around downtown Seattle a little bit. And uh, I began taking pictures. And I began to let myself uh, more or less escape into taking pictures and I stopped worrying about people that were around me. I stopped worrying so much that I was trying to take a bouquet shot of some flowers that were in a planter box outside of Safeco Field and a woman walked past one of my photos. I didn't even know she was there and she was literally probably as close as you are to me right now and I was kind of like, oh, that was kind of awkward. Oh well. So I just went back to it. I think once I got to that point where I stopped worrying about what people around me were thinking of what I was doing uh, or what my skill set was, right? Because I was insecure about my skill set, that I didn't know what I was doing with this camera. 
and I kept taking pictures of the same thing and playing with stuff and like, what is it? why does it look like that? What did I do? Let me, okay, how do I adjust this? How do I adjust that? Once I got there, I think I was able to really overcome the mental block that I had and I was able to kind of figure out a few things. Um, so the other part of the challenge was to print a few photos and I have them face down right now. That, I mean, I think that says something, right? That the photos are face down. One, I wanted to surprise you guys with them, but two, it's because I think we, uh, it's like artist mentality and we all fear judgment and criticism. And I think that goes into it as well. Mm -hmm. um, so some of these photos here, one I want to show with you guys because this, this photo I like a lot because. And is it okay with you if we put these on? Oh yeah, okay. absolutely, absolutely. Um, I like this one a lot simply because the photo, uh, what's in the image itself I think is really cool. It's a rock and roll marathon series. If you do a certain amount of uh, these races, you get extra what they call heavy metals. And this one is a Hall of Fame medal. If you do, uh, I forget how many it is. It's like 10 or more in a season or something like that. So I was like, oh, that's awesome. I want to get a picture of this. But this picture, I think, speaks to uh, a lot of the insecurity that I had because it didn't really turn out exactly how I envisioned it. And I stopped because there's a lot of people around looking at these medals. And I was a guy in the middle of an expo with people looking at all these medals that are on these tables, taking pictures with an SLR and a camera bag around my, around my fucking shoulder. So there's that one. I printed the wrong photo. I'm an idiot. <laughs> what I just explained about when I was taking pictures of a flower. Mm -hmm. well, sorry. What I just explained about uh, the picture of a flower and a woman walking by, that's the photo I was trying to print. It's the same exact thing, but a woman <clears throat> is walking by in the background and she's blurry. Because I think that speaks to the, the moment when I stopped caring about my surroundings. This one I thought was kind of cool. Oh, I'm going over too much stuff, huh? This is kind of weird. Well, because we're looking at pictures on a, on a podcast. You're right. So you and Glenn and I are getting value out of this, but the thousands of people around the world are just like... Yeah. Okay. Because I think right now what you're doing is making it more about the activity now. Mm-hmm. Uh -huh instead of the, the experience. I think what you were talking about earlier with the, you, you felt out of place, you felt embarrassed, you know, that was uh -huh. that was good stuff. Um, so. So I'll cut it off after this one. Yeah. And I'll just say, you know, and here's a couple more pictures, I'll share them and then we'll just move forward. Yeah. Okay. So, and, and I've got a few more, I printed a couple out, you know, we'll share them on the website. But some of these, the reason why I printed some of these photos is because they reminded me of what I was feeling when I was taking the pictures and where I was at with the experience itself. Um, so yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm definitely more intrigued in figuring out how to use uh, an SLR and get into photography and seeing how much goes into it and how much time goes into it as well to get good shots so that's super fascinating to me and i have a completely new respect for the art form that's for damn sure Kyle, i've i've, <clears throat> I've got a question for you mm -hmm. you've done two adventure days now mm -hmm. one where i planned your whole day mm -hmm. and 
to this one. The, the thing that's, I think, unique about this one, you doing this specifically, is out of the five of us who, who did this, the, the three of us, Amit and, and Gummel, this is the only one where it's something that uh, uh, another member of the podcast is passionate about. I, I'm passionate about photography. Mm. Whereas the other ones were, were more, okay, you know, go do this or, or yeah. do this. So the question I have for you is, the first day where it was just planned for you and you, and you had to just follow the agenda that Amit laid out compared to this one where you're actually partaking in, in somebody else's passion. Was this different for you than, than the first time around? Like, do you think if, if it was just, okay, go out there and take pictures compared to go out there and take pictures because it's somebody else's passion, did, did that maybe not have an influence, but... Hmm affect you in any way i would say yeah so i mean compared to the the previous adventure day yeah it's a, a huge difference right one of the things was go to a movie by yourself which uh for me brings about some insecurities because i've never been to a movie theater by myself before so it's kind of weird but it was also in the middle of the day and it was nice out and i was pissed off going to the movies during the day and nice weather because you guys are fully aware of that but as you mentioned, um, I think it does. I don't know that it put more pressure on me or less pressure at all, I think. But I think now I see what goes into it. When I see the outcome of a photo, I realize what goes into it now. But I think beforehand or during, I don't know that I actively or consciously thought about that? It's a good question though. I think maybe after a few, after a handful of shots, I think I realized what goes into it and I respected it more and I was like, damn, wow. This is, you know, there's a lot of things that go into this. Yeah. But I, I don't know if it put any more or less pressure, if that makes sense. Yeah, and it's interesting to say that because a lot of times, when I go hiking with some friends, I, I always tell them, you don't want to hike with me. Go on ahead. Don't wait for me because I go really slow because I'm soaking it all in and I'm taking pictures. Mm -hmm. And they, you know, I've had a lot of friends say, enjoy the hike. Like, why are you taking so many pictures? That's how I enjoy it. Hmm. That's for, for me capturing this stuff and you know, it's not as, I think the cell phone now makes everyone think that they're a photographer <laughs> with different Instagram filters. Um, but, but there's so much more to it. If you are using a digital SLR and it's on any of the automatic features, return that because you're not getting your money's worth. <laughs> a lot of people think like, oh, I want better pictures. No, you're not getting better pictures out of a digital SLR unless you know what you're really doing. I, you know, that's beside the point, but, but that's how, that's how I enjoy it. And, and there's a sense of fun to it for me. And, and I think you got that point once you took that picture of, of the lady walking by and you're like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to be in the moment. I'm going to enjoy it. And I think that's when, when it completely changed for you. I would agree. 100%. Um, I, I had 
no idea that it was going to be as challenging as it was um, to figure out how to get this camera to do what I'm envisioning in my head. Um, and and th there's a lot that goes into that. So that was, that was huge. And then again, the, the insecurities of the surroundings and, and the actions that I'm, that I'm taking. Um, so yeah, it was, it was awesome. I enjoyed it. I would definitely do it again. Yeah. What about you, man? Uh, I guess I'll go next. Um, I'm going to speed through this um, because I, I think we're coming close to the end. And so mine was I had to go to a sensory deprivation tank, <laughs> which for me wasn't outside of my comfort zone. Essentially, for, for those who are unfamiliar with it, there's this giant pod with 200 gallons of water and 1,200 pounds of Epsom salt. So there's so much salt in it that you essentially uh, are kind of floating on water. You can't sink. You Like, I tried to, you know, and, and it's just, in, there's so much buoyancy and, and the density because of the salt. Does it feel like water? Um, so so I'll, I'll zoom okay. past that soon. Um, but it was, it was really interesting. You go in, you shower up, and then you get into this tub. And there's a couple different settings. You can have a light on inside, or you can have it completely pitch black. I picked pitch black. So I'm in there for an hour, pitch black. I chose no music. So I'm just in there. Now, just to kind of give you guys a, a heads up, I've been meditating my whole life. So I'm already familiar with kind of being centered. And then the other thing is I take baths all the time. And so <laughs> being in, a, in, a, in that kind of environment, and I'm so small that I can't sit and relax in my tub because I'm so small, I just slide down. <laughs> and so I'm used to kind of floating there. Um, that is such an obscure problem. So in <laughs> I realized Sorry. earlier when we were starting to record, Glenn is sitting down on the stool. I'm standing up right now, and he's almost as... I'm, look, look at this. We're almost the same height. I'm actually a little bit taller right now, but yeah. See, so in terms of being outside my comfort zone, it wasn't there. And I know it would be for a lot of people, because as soon as I mentioned to my friends, I'm going to do this, I got tons of questions centered around, you know, are you nervous, are you scared, whatever. So for me, I, I didn't have that. The only moment that threw me off was inside, there's one light, there's two buttons. On the left side is the button to turn the light on. On the right side is the panic button. Hmm. So I'm in there for probably about 45 minutes and I'm like, oh, I wonder what it's like to have the light on. And I'm pressing the button and nothing's happening. And then all of a sudden there's a knock on my door and the girl's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. And she's like, okay. What happened was I was so small, I f turned all the way around without realizing it. And so what I thought was the light was really the panic button. So afterwards, I was talking to her, and she's like, yeah, I'm small. It happens to me, too. She's like, because you're laying in there. So you didn't even realize it. Didn't even realize it. And I, like, rotated all the you way around. You don't really feel mo movement when you're Is that rushed. big? Well, I was, I was laying on my back, obviously. But I was also had my legs in a full lotus position. And so oh, I was even smaller. Got it. And so um, for me, it wasn't that outside of my comfort zone. But what I would like to talk about is the interesting things were I realized 
because there's very few times where I'll meditate for longer than 15, 20 minutes per day now. And so to do it for a full hour, I realized after a while how much noise is going on in my head. To, to flip that switch to where I'm not thinking anymore. When I can't hear anything, I can't feel anything, um, I can't see anything, all my senses are essentially gone, except for my mind. And my mind is going so fast that it helped me relate to people who say they can't turn their mind off. I have a difficult time sleeping because it's hard for me to shut my brain off. I could relate to them now because I can kind of see that. And what was really interesting about that is I think when we did the escapism exercise, that's where the power was for me because we're thinking all these thoughts and our brains are constantly going that we use escapism to almost like turn our brains off. Like Glenn, when you're sitting at the park, you're, you're probably thinking a, a thousand thoughts per minute. It's, it's hard to be present. And I think that's really what these exercises were about. So for those of you, um, Amit and Gummel couldn't be here today, but Gummel's exercise was given, him to, given to him by Glenn. And he had to essentially do a video diary where he's um, doing a video all about his emotions, like an emotional journal. Um, Kyle had, Kyle gave uh, Amit his action, which was to go kayaking. I think all these were designed to, once we got over that hump, to really realize these activities were all around being present. And once we were present, I think that's where the magic happened for all of us. Glenn, once you realize like, wow, I've been here longer than an hour and I'm still enjoying this, I wanna keep doing this. You were present. Kyle, same thing for you. Once that lady walked by and you're like, I don't care, I'm just gonna enjoy this. You were present. And I think that's what happens is with so much going on through our daily lives, we're have so inundated with all this stimulus that we seldom take the time to consciously be present. For me, the most powerful thing about this is this has been on my to-do list for a while now to go to a sensory deprivation tank. But again, it had been on my to-do list for a while. Why hadn't I done it? Why is it that when someone else tells you, okay, now go do it, you're like, oh, okay. Like when, when Gummel gave me this task, I didn't think twice about it. It was like, okay, let me see what day is available. Let me schedule it, done. It, I was there for like an hour and 20, hour, half, hour and a half or whatever, something like that. But it was easy to do, it was easy to schedule out and, and I found it enjoyable and I can see doing it once a month as a relaxation thing. How many other things are on my to-do list that I've wanted to do hmm. that I've been holding myself back from? But yet, if Kyle took a look at it and said, okay, by next recording session, I want you to do this, why is it I feel like I have to now? Why can't we hold ourselves that accountable? And I think for me, that was the some of the biggest takeaways. Hmm. Intentions versus actions. Yeah. What's a to-do list? It's nothing but a wish list. It's a wish list. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Oh, man. Good stuff. That is fascinating that the, the lack of stimuli is what generated your, 
your brain racing at a million miles a minute while you're in there. Yeah. You didn't have other things to occupy your mind. You didn't have any, well, yeah, none of your senses were firing. It's fascinating. Good stuff. So you would do it again? I can see going in once a month. It was a relaxing experience. And um, talking to the people afterwards, um, there's a girl, Heather, that I probably talked to for probably about 20 minutes afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, just about everything in general. And she, it was funny because she's like... Uh, she probably gave her a hug, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I got there, um, there was somebody else in line, you know, paying and, and leaving. And then uh, I started talking to her for about five minutes and a phone w- w- went off. And she's like, oh, my God, I think the lady left her phone and I automatically grabbed it and booked outside mm-hmm. and I'm like running and I find her and I'm like did you forget your phone and she's like feeling her pocket she's like oh my god I did I was like can you describe it mm-hmm. and she's like this is what it is I was like okay here you go and I came back and um and they were all like we thought you were gonna like steal the phone and like leave without paying and all this kind of stuff. We were like, what's going on? I was like, oh no, I just went to return it. And she's like, what do you do? I was like, oh, I'm a motivational speaker and stuff. And it, it kind of, you know, is, is a great experience afterwards just with just talking to her and um, her and uh, Ernest, I think was the other guy who was there. And they might be coming to the seminar on July 28th in Sumner, Washington. <laughs> uh, so it was, it, it added to the experience, I think. Um, but I can see going in once a month to just kind of be more in tune of what are the thoughts going on in my head. Um, I think it was George Bernard Shaw says, most people think once or twice a year. I make it a habit to think once or twice a month. And there's so much power in that because how often do we do that to where, okay, we're just going to think. You know, Glenn, I think, um, had that experience with, with his activity. Um, but so few of us consciously take that time to just think. Hmm. We're afraid of it. Good shit. The other, the other two aren't here to laugh at me for saying that. I'm snickering. Yeah, you are. <laughs> um, man, so that that's good. Glenn, you got anything else? About yeah. ready to wrap up here. You know, that was it was a fun experience. So yeah. Um, if you are planning on doing it, make sure it's at a safe park, though. <laughs> You're at a safe park. Yes, yeah, the cop station, you know, the cop shop was right there. but uh, Cop shop. Cop shop. That's what we call them, cop shops. Cop a small shop. place. Um, make sure you stay safe whenever you do an activity, though. So, hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Don't be uh, chasing Pokemons in neighborhoods you ain't from. That's right. So with that said, I think, yeah, we're going to wrap up here. So we're going to get to the two minute takeaway, baby. So this week's episode was really, it began with a personal challenge and it ended with discussing the difference between an experience versus an activity. And I think that is critical. Whenever you're doing something new, don't just do it for the sake of doing it. Really take in how you're feeling as you're doing it, what what you're taking in. Um, I recently talked with a friend of mine that was in it was in Hawaii, and she said in Hawaii it's very challenging to live behind the screen because I was asking her to take more pictures and more video because I wanted to relive her vacation through through her. And, and when she told me that, I was like, that that's good. Okay, you know what? I'm not even mad at you. Don't even take no more pictures. Just 
enjoy yourself and tell me about it when you get back. Um, we spend so much time doing that, we are not present in anything that we do. And that is absolutely critical. That moment when you are truly present in whatever it is that you're doing, whatever the activity is, doesn't even matter anymore. The experience you're getting from that is just beyond anything else that you can get. Um, you're truly making good use of your time that you have here. And uh, I think that's, that's really all I got. So with that said, GYSTers, thanks again for listening to another fantastic episode of your favorite podcast, the GYST Podcast. Get your shit together. Check us out on the website, gystpodcast.com. We got a lot of new changes for you guys on our website. You're going to love them. Uh, oh, and something new. Um, a lot of people uh, procrastinate. I don't know about you guys. Um, me never. <laughs> so fresh on the gystpodcast.com website, you can download. Um, we created a guide on how to uh, not procrastinate anymore. So it's mm. five quick steps on how not to procrastinate and we've got some fantastic stuff on there so gystpodcast.com as long as you get there don't procrastinate and look at the website damn it so thanks again everyone for tuning in this week we got another fantastic episode for y'all next week so don't forget to listen hit us up on the website facebook instagram all forms of social media and we will see y'all next week bye Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to our GYST podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together.